Now. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the RIP 28 Podcast. This is the RIP 28 Podcast. This is a podcast where a few friends can get together and we can talk about a few things. Now, some of those things you might like, some of those things you might not like, but we're going to keep on talking anyway. How you guys doing? I am your host. I am Slider Sports Guy, joined by a couple of my dearest and oldest friends. We start off the top left. Mr. C. Nez, what's going on, C? What's going on, fellas? Y'all ready to chop it up? Got some uh, interesting subjects. Should be a good show. On the other side, the firefighter. What's going on, Ashwood? What's going on, everybody? It's your neighborhood good guy, man. Trying to get in this topic. Down in the bottom, the educator's educator, El Breezy. What's going on, man? You know it's busy the great, the educator's educator. Just here to educate you on just a little something. Let's get it. And the original G5 monster. What's popping, Drake? Not much, not much, man. Cheers to the holidays, you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. I see everybody got something to sip on. What what you sipping on? Uh-uh. I, I got my, my mini bottle attack today. A little bit of uh-huh. Jim Bean, uh Jim Bean Peach. What what, what you got in there? Oh, I got I got a little absolute and cranberry. Y'all, y'all made me feel bad uh, the other day when I was just drinking straight, so I had to put a little, little cranberry juice up in that thing. <laughs> I, I don't get that Jim Bean straight tonight. <laughs> Ashley, you ain't sipping on nothing over there. You in the background chilling? Uh, just a little bit of red apple. <laughs> red apple. <laughs> I told you I'm the neighborhood good guy, man. There you go. Real Coop. Little Bacardi, man. Little Bacardi. Bacardi. Try to make it naughty. Brian, you ain't, <laughs> ain't tipping on nothing, this, bro. Ah, uh, yes, it is, I'm following my big bro Chance, man, with that absolute and that cranberry dog. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's. That's the key thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely positively. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's funny that we sitting up here and we talking about what we're sipping on because, you know, I definitely would like to let the world the world know we might be out here shopping for a sponsor, shopping for somebody <laughs> to go in. We are drinking, so all you all you alcohol companies, you know, make sure you come out, check us out, put your ad here, so we can get somebody to go ahead and pay for some of these good spirits that we sipping on. I will definitely use your product. We, we, we definitely <laughs> put your product to use. Word. Put, it, put it to use, man. Hey, you know, it's a lot going on in the world, man. A lot going on out there. And, and we won't jump on, we won't jump on a couple of things this week, man. Just trying to figure out, figure out what's going on. And one of those things was uh Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, I'm trying to find the exact quote he said, but basically, James, if you don't know, Steven Jackson, former uh NBA player, um, played for the Pacers, played for the Spurs. I don't know who else, who else 
Jackson played for, Stack played for. Golden State. Golden State. Yeah, he was with the Warriors. San Antonio. We believe yep. in. Pacers. San Antonio. He went with the Knicks? Did he play? I don't think he played with the Knicks. Nah, I don't think he played with the Knicks. I don't think he played with the Knicks. That's, that's the wrong, though. I remember that. That's who he played with the most. Indiana. The Indiana. Was with the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. he was with Indiana. Oh, no, the man played a lot of basketball. Man played a lot of basketball, but he got a, a podcast now called the Up and Smoke Podcast. Oh, we want, we want the Smoke Podcast. All the smoke, all the smoke podcast. Whatever, it's fucking about some fucking smoke. But it's it's a good ass podcast with with the hardest light skinned man in the whole world that ever exists, Matt Barnes. <laughs> Matt Barnes, yeah. that title. When you drive a hundred miles to whip your baby your baby mama boyfriend, you. You get the title hardest man in the world. Yes, up. Yes, up. <laughs> he was your coach. <laughs> yeah, Eddie was your coach. Eddie was your coach. But but anyway, anyway, what we're we talking about basically what's going on. Um, um James Harden ended up getting a new coach in Houston. He ended up getting a new coach in Houston, but James Harden decided he didn't want to show up to the first day of camp. Or uh, the first day of camp, he showed up late, he wanted to be traded. And then this is what Steven, Steven Jackson said. The Rockets finally get a young black coach. A young black coach gets an opportunity, and you don't want to show up to camp. You don't want to play for him. How's that look? Jackson said in the Instagram video via the Houston Chronicle. And you wonder why every time a black coach gets a job, they put him in a bullshit situation. Look at what you're doing. A real one will go and play for that black coach and make him look good, and build with John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, some real ones, Jackson said. But obviously, you want to go and chase rappers around. That's fucked up. You want to go and chase rappers around. Hey, man, um, I, I mean, how y'all feel about that, man? You know, he, he made a good point, man. Every time it seemed like a brother get a job, he get put in a bad situation. You know, anytime, well, any type of coach get fired, he probably getting fired because they lose him. And you know you go to a bad spot, but now it seems like you know you got an all-star player, you got a you know potential Hall of Fame player in Harden, you got John Wall coming, you got Cousins, and now Harden don't want to show up. Man, you know how y'all feel about that? I think I think Harden is, you know, I, it's it's about rich people being rich, man. They they think they live in a different different stratosphere than everybody else a lot of times, man, and they. They kind of lose sight of reality. Um, they ain't thinking about nobody but himself. And that's just what it is. It's, it's a bad situation. Like, I agree with Steven Jackson 100%, man. Because, you know, we, we don't get that many opportunities, man. And then he going to make this man, like, if he leave, when he leave Houston, they're going to be pretty sorry. So, yeah, they're going to lose. And then he, he probably won't even get another year. You know what I mean? Now, that's another one. Down, down the drain, might not get another shot. So I, I feel him. I mean, Houston had a good enough squad all these years that they was competing for championships and all that, and he want to just go somewhere else. He want to go play with KD or somebody like that. So it's real easy on him. So I think he's taking the, the cow way out. Besides not wanting to play for a black man, it's just the NBA has become too friendly. You're going to demand a trade after being offered $50 million per year to go play with your homeboys. 
it's, it, it was, we grew up in the era, man, back when we was at St. Andrews Park, just to name one part, that you played for who drafted you. Yeah. If you got drafted by the Eagles, that was your fault. Too bad. You go make them better. But now <laughs> it's just not enough competitiveness going on, man. That speaks to his his competitive drive that he's willing to turn away that kind of money and not want to play for a black man just to go play with homeboys to build a power team. He ain't too he ain't competitive enough, and I don't want him on my team. Nah. Eagles are rough though, Brown. I played for them. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, I, I know, man, but shit. <laughs> we, we play with the hand we dealt. Hey, I, hey, I played and I ain't playing. <laughs> I don't know, man. We just came from that Charlie Mack era, dog. We, we, you play with what you got, dog. You make the best of the situation. Yeah, you don't man, go that. whining and crying, talking about transferring to Irma or Dutch Fork or somewhere like that. You play with who you got, and you make that what you got. You make it better. Yeah, we, it's a lot of things. You went transferring schools and all that, man. Yeah, I got a <clears throat> like I got a like a kind of a different experience than y'all. Like I actually hung out with uh Steven Jackson one time when uh Jermaine O'Neal brought him down here to Columbia. And um like he a real one. <laughs> he a real one. He's straight up like he don't act like he's too good. The man took a shirt off in the club, had the chain swinging, you know what I'm saying? Bought the bar at the club, you know what I'm saying? Steven Jackson did it. He, I mean he kept it a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Like so for him to say that, like I said, I already know he's speaking from, you know, he's speaking from the heart. So I can respect him for that all day. But yeah, I mean, James Harden, I mean, I don't know if y'all seen the recent uh video with uh Katie and uh Kyrie talking. They were doing like a little FaceTime on Instagram or whatever. And uh Kyrie was like, yo, I should be able to get like eight post-ups a game. And like Katie was like looking at him like in the podcast, like in the um in the FaceTime chat, like, like what? You know what I'm saying? And Kyrie even answered the whole question. Was like, yo, I know it come off like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want the ball. But, you know, I just feel like can't nobody stop me, whoever in front of me. And Katie was like, we need to we need to cut back on that a little bit. So they was already kind of having like a disagreement already. And they ain't even hit the court. Like, it's just the preseason. So I'm looking at it. Kyrie talking like that. And it's just him and KD. James <laughs> Harden go up in there, man. It's going to be turmoil in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? So. So James gonna shoot the rock. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And KD gonna want the ball in the clip. You know what I'm saying? So and Kyrie I mean, gonna want the ball in the clip. Man, he's a point like guard. Kid, man. Like you know how little kids is, they think they know what they want, but the parents gotta step in and do what's best for them. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that's that's right. kind of so, what it is. But they I'm they wrong me. Yeah, I'm looking at Kyrie almost like he got a Westbrook mentality now. You know what I'm saying? For him to say yeah. that, for him to say he feel like nobody can stop him from getting in front of him, like that's a Westbrook mentality almost. And it's like, dude, well, you don't have no superstar on your hip. Man, Harden like did say he would play for for Miami and uh, the Bucks too, I believe. But my thing, my question is, all right, I'm gonna be the devil devil's advocate on this one. Now, this is this the same Stephen Jackson? Correct me if I'm wrong that said he wouldn't play for X amount of money because it wasn't enough to feed his kids? No, nah, no, nah, that was that was well, free will. Make sure I was right, all right. But either way, uh you got I you mean, got your value. How, how you can you, yeah. How can you uh <laughs> how can you tell that man that he should play for a certain person? I mean in the NBA nowadays everybody chasing the rings. 
So it's just do right. If he want to go somewhere else that he feel he can win, you want to do that. That's going to solidify him for the, for the NBA Hall of Fame and everything else. So what's wrong with going to play for somebody else or going to play with your friends or something like that? I, don't, I can't see nothing wrong with that. It, it's, it's personal pride for me. For me, it's, it's, it's personal pride. So you gonna stay with a losing team? Nah, it ain't. It ain't about losing. They're not a losing team. They're not losing. They're yeah. not losing. Though. They made it to the semifinal. A mediocre team, then. They made it to the semifinal. Mediocre. They ain't no screw. <laughs> okay, they they made that with. But every year the team changes, correct? Some team dynamic change yeah. every year. Some people come in. Some people come out. So they, they dynamic gone. They don't lost Russ. Who else they lost? They lost. They lost uh, they got John Wall back. Huh? They they got John Wall ain't played in fucking stream like ten years. The is the same thing. He played in fucking ten years. The Marcus Cousins supposed to have a ring. That just mean that's not fresh love. Supposed to and do is two different things. Right. His legs fresh like Braun say. He got fresh legs. They got fresh legs. Come on, man. Now, I'm the least basketball player out of all y'all. But no, common knowledge, man. I mean, just think about it, man. This man want to go somewhere that do have the opportunity. The East is the East is wide open. Anybody can win in the East. Everybody know the West is locked down. Ain't nobody gonna beat the damn Lakers. So you right. So so what James was saying is saying he would have went to Abbeville his senior year. Because I thought we had a better team. I thought we had a better team. Now, I didn't know what the hell they had. So I thought we had a better team. But, than if, they but if you knew, yeah, you so would have bounced on us. You would have bounced on us. Nah, James. Nah, James. You didn't realize okay. they had five shutouts. We only had four. It, yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> I thought defense. we was better. The defense was real. But regardless, man, I mean, that, that's that's the NBA how it is now. I mean, regardless of what everybody say, everybody chasing rings. I don't mean it right. Yeah, it's the new NBA. Man, you right. I tell it's the new NBA. Right, but yeah. I got mine. Back at yours, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's it. That's how they think LeBron started this trend. So man, this shit been happening way before LeBron, man. Right. right. You remember when the Lakers went and got the glove and got them, uh, the belt? That, that, that ain't working. That ain't Yeah. People, <laughs> people forget, people forget Scottie Pippen and Charles Barkley played for the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't working. This thing been going on for a long time. Right. Hey, Clyde Drexler went back to Houston <laughs> to play with Akeem Olajuwon. Yes, but he but got I, a one though. He got a one. I think what it is. is. Oh, oh, oh. So what you saying is, it don't matter as long as you win. If you no, don't win, it, it don't matter. Hey, James. What James, I think it is, you can count. You can add that one. You can add. What that I think like it is, is he wants to go to. Uh, he wants to go to an East team because the East is more wide open. Because all the teams he named are in the East, right? Yep. The Bucks. Yeah. The damn uh, uh, Brooklyn and uh, Miami. Well, so you go. You do Philly in there too. He don't fit with none of them teams. He don't fit with nobody. Cause he How you think ball. he don't fit? He's a scorer. I mean, he can fit with anybody. That, that's, that's all ball. he brings. That's all he brings. All he do. He a ball-dominant player. What James what exactly. saw him do? James like the suit. I didn't say his best fit was damn Brooklyn. I think his best fit probably would be 
uh, in Houston, where he at? No, I know his best fit would be I Philly. Think it's Milwaukee. You get rid of you get rid of goddamn uh boy that can't fucking shoot to save his life. Simmons, yeah, Ben Simmons. Simmons. You get rid of him and him and Embiid. I think they they could be a championship quality team. Hell no. Embiid, 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 you got a young black coach in here, and and eighty, I think it's like eighty-seven percent of the league is black, and they only have, I think, the percentages of the coaches, like twelve percent of the coaches, are black. So you finally get a black coach in there, and you know you you screaming for equality, you screaming for equal rights, you screaming for all this shit. You finally get a brother in there to coach you, and now you're gonna run. You're gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't wanna, I don't wanna fuck with that. That rubbed me the wrong way. It, it did he say he didn't want to play for a black coach? Yeah, well, nah, he ain't oh, what everybody that, assuming just because it's a black coach he hey, 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 James, no. I'll tell you like I'll tell you like this. He had a white coach for all them years in Houston. His ass ain't asked to be traded. When so the I, brother came in this year, huh? he got he wanna get his ass out of there. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I'm hey, just telling you the facts. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you facts, I'm not, bro. you're not telling me facts because you don't know for sure. You just telling me off of what facts. Those are the facts. facts. How's that a fact? He played, yeah, he played for a white man for all these years, but that doesn't mean at the end of the year before the white man got fired, they'll mean he ain't say, man, I want to be traded then. The media might have put this out now. I can't have this conversation with you because as you stated, I mean, you are the least on this cast of basketball. Hey, but I, uh, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I look at it like this. You don't under, under, understand that? <laughs> I look at it like this, man. James Harden established Houston. He put Houston back on the map. He's in route to being, you know, the, the number one probably point score, assist, free throws, definitely, and all that other good stuff. And it's like to walk away from that without putting your name on the, on the uh, up there on the charts like that, I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, you established Houston. You made Houston a household name, and you ready to walk away from it. Hey, listen at this. I'm going to tell you why James Harden ready to leave Houston. He running from a crazy-ass ex-girlfriend. Ah! I bet you. That's I bet you. <laughs> well, you know they got his jersey hey, hanging in the strip hey, club. Hey, Scott, his jersey and the rappers in the strip club. club and got the wrong one pregnant, <laughs> and now she is on his ass. Am I right, Chance? That would have got it. It might, it might have a crazy, a crazy woman, hey. a crazy woman to make you run for some hey, places. Slide, let me say, let me say this before. Since I said Chance, Mrs. Nesbitt, I'm not saying because Chance knows. I'm just asking because he's on the panel. I don't want you to get your ass whooped. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey man, That's what I'm talking about. hey, hey, we can talk to all the shit we want, but all us done had some crazy ass ex girlfriend. Some woman to come and do some crazy shit. I, I yes, never sir. forget. I never forget. I was living in, in off of Broad River Road over there in Trenton. Oh. I was living over in Trenton Court. I broke up with this chick. As a matter of fact, she dumped me. She, uh, uh, 
She's like, you don't have all kind of crazy relationships. Hey, shit I believe I remember this story. <laughs> Hold on, she dumped you. She dumped me. She dumped me. Um, I want to say like a month or so earlier. She dumped me. Now, it might have been about three weeks early. She dumped me. So I moved on. You know, I'm twenty. In the I, I was twenty three. I'm twenty three. I moved on. I'm I'm with the next one. We at my apartment chilling. And and that's back when you know we we had beepers. So my fucking beeper is blowing up on my hip. The beep 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 beep. And I'm over here chilling, chilling with the next one. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So I turn off my beeper, whatever. Let it slide. Let it slide. My house phone start ringing. House phone ringing. I turn off the ring on the goddamn house phone. Oh yeah, for y'all for y'all y'all millennials, we had house phones. We had yeah, we had house phones back back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. I turn off the house phone. I mess around, and next thing I know, about fifteen minutes later, I hear a knock on the door. Boom, 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 boom. I'm not the police knocking on the door. What the hell? So, so I'm chilling on the couch with, with my new lady friend. We chilling, and I hear a bam, bam, bam on the door, and she done heard my beeper going crazy. She heard my house phone going crazy, so she ain't no fool. She's like, "Well, you need to go and answer that door." So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So I go answer the door. Lo and behold, it's my ex-girlfriend. She over here busting the door. I, I don't want to say her name because I know she listening. Oh, no. <laughs> she know who she is. She busting the door. What the fuck is you doing in here with this bitch? I'm like, what the what? Wait a minute. You done. This should be me and you is over with. We done. You got rid of me. What is you doing with this bitch? I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is this is, and I said, this is my new lady. You know what I said? I done moved on. You told me to move on. I moved on. She like, nah, nah, it ain't like that. You ain't gonna play. I'm like, wait a minute, how am I playing you when you dump me? How am I playing you? She hey, charges, she charges after the new girl, try to get to the new girl. Now, now she ain't nothing but about five, five, a hundred and thirty pounds. She a little. You talking she about three thirty? Five, five, three thirty. Yeah, it's about three thirty. I never had <laughs> to mess with her one time. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. This you was, this was baby, baby Grizzly. Huh? This, this, uh, was, this was before I appreciate. I, I got my appreciation of the big girl. That's all we ever yeah. know you for. Hey, three so, techniques. So I grab her, I grab her, and I, I'm holding her by her shoulder, trying to take her out, take her out my apartment. She clamps down, bites a chunk out of my titty, dog. I, I can't make this shit up, dog. Bite a chunk out my titty, man. I still got a fucking scar on my chest today. She might tyson you, huh? Huh? She might tyson you, huh? Dog. I still got a scar because of this crazy bro, dog. But I'm telling you, man, he crazy. He crazy. Crazy acting, bro. She, she had plenty Fly. to fight on. Fly, you. She was hungry. I said, I said, hungry. I said, 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 I I had one. I had one one time when I first graduated college. She was my girlfriend in college. Luckily, she don't listen, and that was a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, she used to sit outside my apartment, 
and count how many women were going there and get their license plate. I was like, now this is crazy. Bruh. This is crazy. What? This is crazy. Mm. I was like, man, what is wrong with you? She could tell me the license plate and what they wore when they came. I'm like, man, this 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 right here. She almost took my playing card, man. No. Back then, but you know that was back then. It's like long, 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 time, long time ago. Long. Yeah, long time ago. No, man. I got yeah, Dre right. She was on. She was on some damn um on some murder she wrote type shit. What's that lady name was on there? Oh, Jessica uh, Lansbury. Lansbury, yeah. <laughs> no, man. Wow. I got man. You know, I got God rest his soul. My my our homeboy. Take take a sip for our homeboy, Derek Tucker. I knew he was gonna say his name, bro. I knew. He saved, he saved my life one time, man. It's a, a different chick I messed with, man. And I was at the same goddamn little club. That's why I'm glad I left I left Trent Court. Rusa, Rusa. Trent Court was dangerous for me, dog. I messed around. I'm messing, I'm messing with this chick. We've been messing on and off since high school. You know what I'm saying? On and off since, since we were 15 years old, you know? But she gets a job overseas in, in 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 fucking Europe. She working in Europe, and and she comes back on a break, and she asks me, you know, well, you know, I hit it, you know, we in the bed, <laughs> we in the bed, <laughs> and she asks me, what are we? Are, are, are we gonna have a relationship? And now this is young <laughs> savage slide. This is this is young savage like when I was a a savage back then. I'm like, what you mean, what are we? And, and she like, well, you know, uh, are we going to finally get in a relationship? I was like, <laughs> I was like, bitch, you stay in Europe. <laughs> you stay in Europe. You stay in South Carolina. What the hell's our relationship we going to have? This pre-FaceTime, this pre FaceTime, pre-video chat, all this shit. What, what? So I say, so I say, how much ocean you want me to drink? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, you know, what that mean? And you know, and she was like, Yeah, and she and she said to me, Yeah, okay, you're right, I get it. All right. So, you know, you know, we done let a little bit of time pass by. And I'm, I'm making my move. I'm going back to go and get seconds. You know what I'm saying? So I've been there trying to get seconds or whatever. And she busts out crying. <laughs> she busts out crying, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And she like, I just I I, I can't take this. I don't want to be like this. I gotta go, I gotta leave. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I walk into a car, she gone. I'm sitting in the house chilling, minding my business. I get a phone call, and it's, it's Derek Tucker give me a call. Derek's like, yo, bro, what did you do? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He was like, you know, such and such is my best friend. Um, she came by the crib telling me that you uh, that you said that you ain't want to mess with her after you hit it. You was like, you ain't want nothing to do with it. I'm like, wait a minute, I ain't say nothing like that. And he, and he was like, bro, she said she on her way back to your crib and she going to mess your stuff up. I'm like, what the world? I go and peek out my, I peek out my window and I see a, a mama car <laughs> on the other side of the parking lot with a figure in the car. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Bro, I go and throw on my little gym shirt, throw on a t-shirt, and this is like in the this is like in January in South Carolina. I throw on some gym shorts and a t-shirt. I crack my car, but I get the hell out of Dodge, dog. 
I go to my homeboy's <laughs> not too far away. I go to his crib, and I'm like, yo, man, I, I just need to hang out here for a little while. I need to hang out. <laughs> I tell him the story, what go on. I'm kick, we kicking it at the crib. A couple other homeboys come over. So it's about, I done been over there about two hours. And I'm like, yeah, man, she got to be gone now. She got to be gone. And I'm like, yo, uh, let's just ride by my crib, see, see what it looked like. I go, because we want to go, we want to go to go to the store or something, get something to eat, go to the gas station and get something to eat or something like that. I say, well, let's ride by my crib, see what it looked like. We rode by the crib. She is still sitting in the doggone parking space in front of my in front of my apartment. I was like, ain't this a bitch. I ended up having to sleep on my homeboy couch that night, man. I couldn't even go back home. And it's funny, I know every story you're talking about, and I heard it from Derek too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, all right, it's my turn. Reach on. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, so y'all know I went to school in Memphis, man. So it's it's some crazy. All right, so I had a little girlfriend in the M town, and uh, you know I I started uh, you know starting. About to be thinking, think to myself, I'm going to be the uh, all-star player on this team, and uh, I'm like, I had a little girlfriend, and she was like, uh, want to spend like 100 percent of my time with her, and I'm like, you know, I got teammates, I'm trying to be a leader on the team, blah blah, blah. you know, I got to, I got to put my focus in on this. She didn't quite understand that, and uh, one day I was like, all right, uh, if you don't understand that, we got to break up. So I'm going into my dorm room and she just drop on the ground, grabbing my leg, like like I'm trying to go into the dorm room. She like on the ground, like, please no, don't leave me. Don't leave me. I'm like, I ain't know what to do, man. Cause I, I was just standing there and there's people walking in the dorm past me, not saying nothing, man. I'm like, folks on my team, I'm like, y'all can't help me do nothing. All the folks or something, you know what I'm saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give y'all a little bit of information. Chance was known on, on his hall as the Mandingo Warriors. All right, so go ahead. All right, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to tell everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't leave me, don't leave me. <laughs> we we going to slide past that. <laughs> All right, I got out of that situation. And I was like, okay, she gone. I'm, You know, I'm country. Boy, I'm from South Carolina. I moved to the big city. I don't know no better. I was like, all right, man. You know, that's over with. I got through it. We good. All right. We had just got our scholarship checks uh, that, that Friday night. So me and one of my partners, uh, I, I ain't call his name either because no incrimination nowhere. <laughs> we was like, all right, we got, we got our checks, man. We finna go to the mall and go get some clothes, get some watches and all this stuff, man. So I had I had the Dodge Caravan back there. Y'all remember the Dodge Caravan? I remember the Dodge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I we like, yeah, man, we finna hit this mile up, man. Let's go. And uh, he was my roommate at the time. It was during the summer, summertime. And uh, so we got in the car, cranked that joint up. I started backing up out the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, what's going on? So we, we both jumped out the car. Oh, four of my guys on the plane, man. Not the one. Not the one. All four of them. Jumped. 
Mm -hmm. I'm talking about knife, knife cut through all them junk, man. I and I was, ooh, boy, I was hot. I want to print on somebody. And then, and then so, of course I called. Of course I called her. I'm like, man. I was like, I was like, hey man, what's up? You, you slow my time. No, I didn't do that. So um need no need to say, you know, I, I never spoke to her again. <laughs> but um that was that was a traumatizing situation. You know how how much full ties cost for a broke college student man? Yes, and you just got that stipend check? And then I gotta get it told to the place to get the ties. Right. I will hurt, bro. Right? Heart broke. <laughs> What happened to the dog? Dog, what happened to that that minivan? Man, I jumped. Uh, the engine went bad on it. Man, I I got an oil change and I'll come back home for the uh, for the break. And I went to Jiffy Lube and I don't mess with Jiffy Lube to this day because I don't think they screwed my oil cap back on. I got to Birmingham. I had no oil in my, in my van. And just start knocking <laughs> all out of oil, man. Damn. So Jimmy Lube ain't finna be one of our sponsors. Just <laughs> they, owe, they owe you the engine. <laughs> Yo, speaking speaking of uh, that gold that gold caravan, let me tell y'all a little quick mini story in between me going into my uh, crazy girlfriend story. But uh, so we coming back from Charleston one time. Me, Chance, and uh, our point guard. Herbert Hunter, you know what I'm saying? So we ride oh, back. Get a whole name out there. Right. You know, we, yeah. we feeling good. We feeling good. Nah, it ain't nothing incriminating to Herb. He good. So we feeling good. We ride. We riding. So next you know, the blue lights go whoop, whoop. So me and Chance, we get it in. We sipping good. You know what I'm saying? I think I hit all the bottles and stuff or whatever. And the clips and everything. So Herb in the back. I'm in the front. So Chance said, Chance said, yo, chill out, chill out, chill out. I'm going uh, to fuck him up. I'm going to fuck him up. So I'm like, what are you about to do? He's like, I'm about to get out of the car and walk towards him. The boy told me I had to get back in Memphis. So, you know, I'm, you know, I ain't been in Memphis. So I'm looking like, wait, get out, walk towards him. I'm thinking like, hell, I'm not gonna do that. And this is before we even knew about, you know, police brutality, you know, all this crazy shit that's going on these days. So I'm looking at Chance, like, I know you ain't finna get out of this car and walk towards this police officer. I'm thinking like, he might try to shoot you because you're coming at him. You know what I'm saying? So Chance hops out. Chance, like, what's going on? Got his hands in there. What's going on? <laughs> so the cop jump on the fuck microphone. Please get back in the car. <laughs> so still looking at him like, all right. He turned around, come back in the car. So I don't know. I guess like you say, Chance was threw him off his game. You know what I'm saying? By walking towards the car. So the cop comes to the car. You can tell it's like his whole motion is like offset. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even know. Did you get a ticket that night? I don't know. Maybe you got a warning. I think he was saying it's like you was going to get off. No, I didn't get no ticket. But yeah, but I don't think he got a ticket. But whatever the hell he did, that technique worked. Like I know it won't work now. But back then, that yeah, I'm about to say, don't do that shit day, now. I I still can't believe he got out and walked towards the police officer after getting pulled over. That was crazy. So that he got us out in, of that. That was back in the nineties. That shit don't yeah. work now. Early two thousand. Early two thousand, man. That was crazy. But uh, but yeah, I, I had a uh. I was this. I had a crazy girlfriend. I just had a uh, chick that I was rocking with that did something crazy. Uh, chick, I was like coming through, smashing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whoop, whoop, you know, I take out every blue moon, whatever. We kicked it for a few months. 
So I guess she felt like it was going to go somewhere that it, that it wasn't going to go, but she thought it was going to go somewhere. So she moved to my side of town, which is, you know, like I was hollering out earlier, she moved to the Riverside. So she moved to the Riverside. So, you know, she got a daughter, whatever. We doing our thing. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So one particular night, I was going to come through, and she was like, well, let me put my daughter on, um, make her little pallet out in the living room. Because she had a little one-bedroom apartment or whatever. The daughter sleeping in the bed with her, whatever. So she made the little pallet. She's like, all right, come on through, come on through. So I fall through or whatever. So we getting it in, you know what I'm saying, whoop, whoop. I'm laying on my back while she bobbing for apples, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and next thing I know, the damn, the door gets pushed open. And so I didn't know what to do. I just tapped on the back of the head and raised the cover up. I was like, yo, your daughter walking in the room. So she gets up and like literally cuts her daughter ass for getting up off the paddle. You know what I'm saying? Because she basically was sleeping in, you know, a new environment. Like, shit, I sleep in the bed with you every night. What the hell I'm doing on the floor? You know what I mean? So she cuts her daughter ass and make her get back on the pallet. So me, you know, with a, with a, actually with a real conscience, you know what I'm saying? I got up, you know what I'm saying? I wanted her to finish bobbing for hours, but you know, I got up, got dressed or whatever, because she killed the mood, you know what I'm saying, whooping her child or whatever. And I was like, yo, man, I'm gone, man. Like, I can't fuck with you. Like, you beating your daughter, you know what I'm saying? You in you in here bobbing for apples and you gonna beat your daughter? Like, man, get out of here. <laughs> so I'm going out the door. And mind you, like I said, we we was in the midst of it. So she's like, she was butt naked when she was beating the child in the old nine, right? So like, as I'm going out her door, like we in one of them, uh, what they call it, like, the little garden apartments where it's like four, four apartments with upstairs, downstairs or whatever. Mm. So I'm going out into the middle where the staircase is at. Shorty literally jumps on my back, butt ass naked and begging and pleading for me not to leave. So I'm like actually starting to go down the steps. She is like still on my back, butt ass naked. But luckily for her, it was like the middle of the night, so wasn't too, wasn't too much uh, traffic coming in and out of that building. But uh, that was just too crazy for me. And I was like, man, yo, go on, man. Like, hey, you don't see the fuck it up for me. In the story, he went back upstairs. <laughs> nah, nah, I bounced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, he, go, he might not have went back that man. day, but he went back another day. <laughs> he went back another day. Nah, I cut a loose. I cut a loose after that, man. Yeah. You can't beat the child, man, because you bought my house. Okay. I can't, can't do it. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, crazy women. Crazy women, man. Hey, you know, but before we get out of here, we're running, running kind of tight. Um, I want to make sure... We got a uh, a viewer question, man. We got our one of one of our viewers had a problem, and he wants some advice. He wants some advice. Let's uh let's check this thing out real quick. Hold on, let's move this around. Here we go. What's up, Rip Twenty Eight Podcast? Nah. <laughs> I hope all is well during this pandemic and crazy ass time. It's been crazy times for my family and I. Therefore, I need help, advice and prayer. I'm an entrepreneur and business owner. During this pandemic and hinge have gotten tight financially. All right. I don't know what that means. That might be, and things, that might be how things have gotten tight financially. As the pandemic continues, it's becoming harder and harder to keep the doors open to my two lounges slash sports bars. Pre-pandemic things were great. And that, and we were thriving and we were able to put some money away. But now it's more going out than coming in. And my wife is in panic. She wants me to close both down and focus on getting a job. 
I know I'm the breadwinner provider, but I don't want to see my dreams and hard work go down the drain. Am I wrong for wanting to stay? Should I pack it up? Should I try to wait the pandemic out? Just what the hell should I do? Help, fellas. I need help. Hey, first thing, um, Sly, you need to let me read the... Um... <laughs> you you reading the same thing oh. I was reading. Let me pull let me pull this stuff back up. Don't blame that on me, man. Oh, I'll read it out loud. All these typos and fucking uh, run on sentences. No, Sly. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It was only one thing. Now it said instead of thing, it said hen. You stumbled over like five, six different times. Look, mm-hmm. all these run on sentences, shit need commas, I mean these periods. Like LeVar Burton said, it's in a book. Take a look. The reading rainbow. I, don't know <laughs> I, hate, I hate to talk shit about our viewers and our listeners, but whoever, <laughs> whichever viewer wrote this motherfucker might be on man, the school. Man, we appreciate you writing in, dog. Write it again, man. Uh, yeah, don't don't find it for me. Hey, I'm just saying I can read these better than you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hey, hey, all right, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's help the man out, man. Who got some advice for the man? I got some for him. I got some for him. You better get your ass a job because <laughs> at the end of the day, your dreams ain't paying them bills. Now, um, you can uh, be cool with your doors open and sleeping in the street, or you can go get your job until you can do better. Get your ass out and provide like that woman expect you to and her father expected you to when you asked for her hand in marriage. Now, speaking yeah. of woman, what the old lady do? What she yeah. do? That's what the problem. She, what she bringing she in? Home. She, she need to go get a job. Why these two clubs been open? Hey, didn't nobody say nothing when Lucky shut down and she ain't had no job. <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, everybody was crying when Lucky shut down. Boy, <laughs> I, I, I don't need that. <laughs> hey, man, now, Look, I, think, I think what he should do is is probably one club is doing better than the other one. So I would at least close one down. And depending on how much he has in reserve and how much he, he losing, uh, I would keep one open and see how long I can make it work or make it last, long as we still. Because you got to understand that if I'm the breadwinner, then, I mean, hell, I'm making the decisions. So you're going to have to ride with me right now. I ain't led you down the wrong road yet, so. You just gonna have to but ride with her for a little bit. Hey, but breadwinner don't mean she not working. That just made yeah, me. But it, I mean, it money. doesn't say that though. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Now, if she's working and she brings something to the table, then hey, we can we can work something out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's working in both his damn businesses going down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all boys from. But that's what I do. I keep one and close one. I'm gonna tell y'all boys from a professional standpoint, which I know y- y'all don't know nothing about. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah. I, all you got to you got to make that thing pandemic friendly. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got to spread it out six feet apart, mass required, and, and still keep that thing running. Hey, because at my job, we got to wear masks, we got to wear safety glasses, but the show don't stop. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep it going. You might not make as much money as you used to make, but you're going to keep the money coming in. Everybody's still drinking. Everybody still want to go out, man. I, you know, I came down here like I told y'all last week. I went to, I went out somewhere, and it was it was jam packed. I had to leave. So, so much people in there. People still gonna come if you got entertainment. 
You know what I mean? So you just make it pandemic friendly. You have your hand sanitizer station and all that. You might have to put a little extra money into that, but you're gonna make that back as far as uh as your revenue. So hey. you gotta be smart with it. You can't just go as you used to go. You gotta change some things up. Yeah, you may have to change things up, but if you paying to put all that in there, you ain't got enough money coming in. Shit, it's gonna be a negative beside that uh beside that bottom line. And you already broke. You can't take too many more hits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well check this. Check this out. Oh, go ahead, Clark. This my thing. This my thing. As a small business owner, what what he has to realize, man, he has to realize, uh, kind of expanded on what Chan says. You got to switch the style up a little bit in this pandemic. All right. First off, he can get a loan. You know, a lot of people want to stay away from the government loans and the, the PPP loan, the PPE loans and stuff like that. That is an option that's available for him. I don't know his situation, but that's one option that's there to help him stay up, stay up, stay afloat. Now, with the pandemic, like I don't know what city city he's in. But what a lot of bars I've noticed, a lot of bars and restaurants, they have teamed up with Uber Eats, Door, DoorDash, and all this stuff like that. And you had a bar that used to make most of their money selling liquor. You know, they sell chicken wings and stuff like that on the side, but they had a low customer base. Well, now they making their money selling their food as takeout. You know what I'm saying? They, they sweep it up. They done became a takeout joint. You know, basically they're a bar, but they still a takeout joint because the city, whatever city ordinances don't allow but so many people in, but they trying to push, they trying to push their food now. So you gotta, you it's, it's other ways you can keep that bar open to make money. Now here's the thing, you won't be making as much, but here's the hard decision right here. You gonna have to let a lot of your staff go. You know what I'm saying? Because you ain't pulling it in. You're going to have to tell a couple of them bartenders, a couple of your cooks, dishwashers, if you have three cooks a night and three dishwashers a night, you're going to have to drop down to one. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to. How you going to keep up with the damn, uh, if you're, if it increases in your food, your food, how you going to keep up with that? Well, that you got to adjust. You're a business owner. You got to adjust. If you realize... Huh? You can't have one because they call in sick. You're going to be cooking. Exactly. I agree with what you're saying that you have to adjust. Mm. But if if he if he gets rid of one and brings it down to one sports bar, one lounge, you can manage that better because now you got less problems to worry about with trying to deal with two separate places. You're only dealing with one. And I'm pretty sure, like you said, if you use some of your ideas, y'all ideas that you came up with, uh, then you should be able to stay open until all this eventually clears up. And see, see, this is my reason for not getting rid of the one. And this is what a lot of people don't know. More important than that actual bar is your liquor license. He obviously has two liquor licenses for those two separate, those two separate locations. And having the liquor license is sometimes more important than having the bar because it's harder to get a harder to get a new liquor license. So what a lot of people do, like let's say I own this building and I had I had the bar here first, and when I if I rent out my business to you, 
I rent out my liquor license along with you so I can keep that liquor license. So him just shutting the door, he going to lose that liquor license. And then it all depends on what state you're in, too. Well, yeah, it all depends on what state you're in. But, but most times, most states, the liquor license is, is harder to, to get than the than opening a bar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got all kind of <clears throat> jumping and everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I look at it like this. Right? Like Chance said, it's about managing. I mean, one thing is maybe chop down some of the days. If you open five days a week or seven days a week or whatever the case may be, cut it down on Wednesday through Sunday or Wednesday through Saturday or whatever the case may be. Of course, I know the lease for the building, you know, paying that or whatever ain't going to change, but it cut, cut out some of the money going out. Like you say, if you got all these people working for you and you're paying them for seven days out of the week, chop it down to four days a week, you know what I'm saying? You save a little money that way. Then on top of that, you got to kind of, you got to advertise to, you got to advertise to, the, you know, your environment. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you might be trying to push for older crowd because you don't want no Noka heads in there, whatever the case may be. But guess what? The Noka heads is the one that's coming out. So guess what? Boom. Maybe I got to, maybe I got to do a little young night. You know what I'm saying? Get a little DJ everybody know from the radio station, pay him right quick. We'll get these young heads in there. You know what I'm saying? 21 and up. You know what I'm saying? Get the drinks going. You know what I'm saying? The party going. Hey, maybe that mm -hmm. may be the crowd you got to push to to get through the pandemic because they're the ones who don't care. They're the ones who trying to get it in regardless. Rain, hell, sleep, or snow. You, you know just said a mouthful, though. You <clears throat> said a mouthful, Drace. You said those are the ones that don't care. So those are the ones right. that don't have to go goddamn door closed faster than anything else. <laughs> hey, if you can survive a few weeks or maybe even a couple months <laughs> being packed out, a hey. couple nights out of the week, hey, that might get through the pandemic. You gotta get here in Columbia, South Carolina. It only take a couple of times and leave out a lot of close your goddamn doors. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're dealing with a different ball game in the mix. Outside chairs and uh, stuff like that, so people can be outside and stuff right. like that. Smoke and all that good stuff, right? And then they can spread out. You know, it ain't it ain't as uh, relevant outside, uh, but you know. You see, James got that door behind him. He locked, he got the headlock on the door on him. So he's speaking from experience. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, he got options. Like you said, alone, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. At the end of the I day, mean, you got to do what you got to do. Fighting, brother. If it come down to it, I mean, you might have to, man. But you got to you gotta exhaust all your options, man. You got to. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, exactly. You look and see what you can do. You can't just say, all right, there's a pandemic. Pandemic, I'm gonna shut down. You guys, yeah, don't give up like LeBron. <laughs> what can I do to make this better? And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ask, ask, like, like he asking us, you know, we, we give him opinions. Hey, make they may work, they may not work. I mean, when we, I mean, hey, you might need, might need to open up a third business, open up a landscape business, something you can cut grass in a day, open up the club at night, maybe, <laughs> maybe cutting that grass, keep you open hey, for a little me, bit longer. Me, you know what I'm saying? You can have a, you can have a daycare slash a uh, club. Hey, <laughs> hey, put that wife to work, goddamn it, since you want to talk shit. Hey, take a babysitter, keep these kids, goddamn. Hey, I'm like, yeah. tell you. That's where the money at. Everybody need childcare. You gotta make sure you, you gotta make sure you put them diapers up by six o'clock. <laughs> wow. Well, check it, man. Hey, fellas, man, I appreciate it, man. It's been another great, great show, man. You got any closing shots, man? What about you, Beezy? Man, all I'm gonna tell you is if one thing ain't working, don't give up. 
but always have a backup plan so you can always keep a little money coming in with your broke asses. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to throw this out there, man. Y'all cosplayers, man, keep pushing to get paid, man. Them boys got y'all out there playing with this pandemic going on. Y'all boys out there getting this coronavirus, man, for the freebie. You already got scholarship money. I need some hands and pay. You know what I mean? Because they're exposing y'all every time y'all hit that court, every time y'all hit that field, whatever sport you're playing, man. And they getting paid because guess what? The game is on TV. They getting paid. So don't think they ain't. Man, y'all need to keep pushing about y'all getting paid, man, for real, for real. Instead of student athlete, you need to be it need to be a uh, uh, amateur athlete <laughs> slash student. <laughs> now nah, y'all get paid, man, for real. James, hello, man. Y'all, y'all continue to be safe out here, man. I'm in, I'm in lockdown and quarantine myself right now, man. I got caught, caught that thing at work, so you know, hey, I'm trying to stay safe. Got to got to change my routine up a little bit. Stuck in this house, but it's all good. So y'all, y'all continue to wear your mask, man, and look out for everybody. See Nez. Man, just uh if this pandemic ain't caught ain't taught us nothing else, man. Just keep an open mind and, and try to do different things. I mean, it's it's more than one way to skin a cat. You know what I'm saying? Just keep learning. Um this I'm sure that this pandemic has helped some people, you know realize their potential and doing other things, you know what I mean? Just 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 look at it and be like, hey, what what else can I do that I wouldn't do or I didn't have the time to do? And now you got the time to think and sit around, sit your butt down somewhere and learn something, or read a book, look at a podcast, look at uh some some web some stuff, WebEx and stuff like that and learn something, man. Cause uh there's a lot of businesses out here that you can start to get going with. With little money down, man, just get something, do something for yourself, man. Entrepreneurship is the thing these days, man. Just get it going. All right. Well, it has been another great episode of the RIP 28 podcast. I've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it. Like we like to tell everybody, the RIP 28 podcast is a spot where a few fellas can get together and we can talk about a few things. Some of those things you're going to like. Some of those things you're not going to like. But. We're going to keep on talking about them on the RIP 28 podcast. See you next week.